Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. Gavi, this is a really special day. First of all, we have known for years that you would be celebrating skills and that you are excited to learn and begin to understand and tackle mitzvot and a love for Judaism that through this process has become uniquely yours. I often tell people that this has not just been weekly meetings of Torah and Haftarah, but weeks of really getting to know you and shape the relationship the young person can have with Judaism. More often than not, whether with your family or alone, you show up to shul at Betham. And not to run around the building and hang with other teens, which would be okay too, but to sit in shul and really be present for the moments of services and learning. That is impressive and special and makes me very proud to be one of your rabbis. Gavi, there are moments in this parsha that without this being your b'mitzvah, I might speak about as concurrent with the happenings of our world and specifically Israel, like the burial of Sarah and our own Betham, Hebra Kadisha, or the burial of Avraham by both of his children, children, Isaac and Ishmael, rivals in their own lives and some would say rivals even in today's world. However, today is about you in a way that I feel very strongly to only speak to you and how the Torah speaks to your character and choice to have your b'mitzvah in this community. Sarah is strong and welcoming and a powerful figure that I'm so glad you have found inspiration in. And I want to focus on another strong figure in this week's Parsha, who I also think you emulate, and her name is Rebecca. For those of you who do not know, Gavi wrote a play at Ramah Galim this summer and played the role of Rabbi Schatz. (laughs) So it does make sense that I would connect you to another Rebecca, though I am more honored to have you connect yourself to this Rebecca always. So let's dive in. Abraham's servant is told to find a wife for his son Isaac because he is old and wants to make sure that his family line continues. We hear the servant's inner thoughts that he is going to stand by a well. And when he asks a maiden for water, that she will reply, here, drink, and I will also water your camels. And that that will be the woman for Isaac. Before Abraham's servant had finished his full thought, Rebecca shows up and she has a jar on her shoulder. Without being asked, Rebecca knew that she could be hospitable and welcoming to anyone who might be at the well by providing them with water. So when he approached her to drink, she, of course, said yes and offered to water his camels before even being prompted. Of course, he was shocked to find someone who did exactly what he had dreamed to look for. But wasn't Rebecca just being kind? Wasn't Rebecca just doing the right thing? Rebecca is then asked for lodging and says, of course, but continues to extend that invitation with room for the animals. Well, this must be the partner for Isaac. She's ticking all of those boxes and without any prompting. But again, shouldn't this be a low bar for any type of human interaction? Shouldn't we, as you, Gabi, said in your drash, just care for others and be someone who is interested in the well-being of the humanity all around us? Rebecca is extremely strong and powerful, in Brashi, Genesis 24:57, her family says to the servant, Vayamru nikra na'ara v'nish'ala et piha. We need to call to this young person and ask her from her mouth. 
Now, the reason I translated na'ara as young person is that, as we talked about in my office, the word na'ara is only pronounced that way because of the vowel at the end of the word. But the word that's written in the Torah is missing the hey, which would normally make it young woman instead of young person. So how it looks in the Torah is na'ar, meaning young person or, or perhaps young boy. Perhaps the Torah is writing the word this way because it's focusing on something much more important, that any young person, or any person for that matter, should be asked their opinion and have their words not only said, but listened to. The sentence does seem like a bizarre way of saying her opinion, but I believe the Torah is trying to emphasize that Rebecca was strong and leading through her words, her choice of speech, and the way that she decided and shared decisions of strength. Her opinion was important, but her reply, the words she would share, were, that, were what they wanted to learn from her and hear. She was asked to make the decision for her future, and she did so with conviction and dedication and seemingly without any hesitation. Gavi, you use your words, whether in song or in monologues or in conversation or in prayer, in such thoughtful ways. You are someone who is aware of the weight that words have when you speak them, and you feel words deeply when you hear them. You use words as a way of complimenting, and you also use words as a clear way of expressing your feelings. You understand how to use language as a way of furthering relationship building and the consequences of how our language can also harm. I will never forget you coming to Sukkot services on your own and sitting next to me in one of those back pews while Library Minion led that morning. You sat next to me, and I helped you follow along, but mostly you just sat there respectfully and prayed. And at one point, you turned to me and you whispered, I feel so cool sitting next to you. (laughs) And I responded, I feel so cool that you chose to sit with me. Those were words that made me feel so good and words that were powerful enough for me to keep in my heart for a long time. You are intentional about words that make you like Rebecca, and your parents and friends are intentional about listening to your words, and that allows you to continue growing into a leader like Rebecca. Rebecca's family hears her and allows her to go on her way to meet Isaac. She gets on her camel with all of her things, and she begins this journey towards this new life. And as Rebecca gets closer, Isaac looks up from his walk and he sees camels approaching. Raising her eyes, she saw Isaac and she fell off her camel. First of all, if she was on a camel and Isaac was on a walk, why did she look up to see him? Wasn't she higher up than he was? Second, why did she fall off her camel? It obviously sounds funny, but there really was no reason for such a dramatic interpretation of seeing Isaac for the first time. She asks the servant who this man is, and he says, that's my master. Again, Rebecca uses her words for knowledge and strength. She wants to know who this guy is. Rashbam says, does this indicate to us that Rebecca would ask about every person that she met who might be a potential partner? Something that in the 21st century we wouldn't be surprised by, but that in Rebecca's time was not necessarily a right she had, or a comfort that she would have to ask, or that she would feel she could use her words in that powerful way. 
Rashbam continues that she asked this question because she was surprised by the path he took to get to her. Rebecca is inquisitive and attentive and curious. And Gavi, you are as well. When something isn't exactly right or turning out the way that you might expect, you are quick to question it and then pivot to a decision. You knew quickly when the choice of show was not right for your drama club, and when I asked you why, you had so many reasons, and they were all personal to each kid in the group. Gavi, you care about people, but even more, you care about sustaining relationships. Your Parsha ends with the first mention of love. Love between Isaac and Rebecca, but also love of family that brings us closer to knowing how to love other people. Vaiveha Itzhak Haohela Sara Imo. Vaikach et Rivka Vatehilo Laisha Vaiveha Vainachem Itzhak Ahare Imo. Isaac then brought Rebecca into the tent of his mother. And Rebecca was his wife. Isaac loved her and found comfort after his mother's death. Rebecca does something so important as a leader and as a compassionate person. She sees Isaac for who he is. She sees that he is grieving, and she sees that he is looking to be cared for. Not only does he feel loved by her, but she allows him to continue to feel love from his family members. Gavi, the mere fact that you spoke about your great-aunt Bernice in your drash to memorialize her shows your compassion for others through love and understanding and trying to emulate characteristics that are helping you grow into an adult. This is the first mention of love, but this is not the first relationship in the Torah. This is the first moment that a relationship has mention of depth of feeling, but not the first moment that love creates family. Firsts are important because they allow for growth and they allow for modeling of what can be for the future. So this love allowed for the rest of our ancestors to share and feel and act through this complex lens of relationship building. Gavi, you are a leader, like Rebecca, through your compassion, through your maturity, and through your ability to start holy relationships that can pave the way, the way for others. It's an... Uh, oh, welcome here. My next sentence doesn't make sense if you're not standing here. It is an honor to be standing here with you. <laughs> as a rabbi, but even more so as someone who has learned so much from you. Though I might not say bro from the bima, you know what I mean when I say you are a special kid to get to work with. And yes, we can still have meetings every week to talk about Jewish stuff, as you requested. May your strength lead others to use their day as a jumpstart to building relationship with Judaism, with their religious leaders, and with themselves. May your words continue to inspire, to lead, and to build worlds in front of you. May your love continue to inspire others to feel deeply, to communicate feelings more clearly, and to accept pure kindness and warmth from all those we meet. One fist pump for the road. Mazalto. <laughs> You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.